hosting the Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. Online is news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from your tech. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 156. Thanks to our good friends at Netgear, netgear.com.au for home and small business routers and uh, connectivity. Uh, each and every week we'll tell you more about them a little later in the show. But my name, Trevor Long, and joining me live from his final appearance at the Royal Easter Show, the Blue Riband, Stephen Fennick <laughs> from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. Blue it's Ribbon event, mate. You smashed it. Yeah. Was was a was a it was a very enjoyable two weeks. It was a it was hard work as I said last week, but mm. uh, oh, it was enjoyable that. And, and I've got to say, met a lot of uh, two blokes listeners uh, and two GB listeners, tech guide readers. So it was it was great to uh, get for some FaceTime with these people and Ooh, talk about pardon them the person. pun, talk to them. Uh, and uh, it was good to get to know them a bit better. It was, it was a great experience. All right, mate. Well, uh, well done. It was a, a marathon effort, um, uh, like four or five shows a day for 14 days. You smashed it, mate, uh, keeping people informed and entertained out there at the Royal Issue Show. But let's refocus ourselves on the next 30 minutes of technology talk, news and information from the week on Two Blokes Talking Tech. And I thought this was a good yarn. Um, Gumtree... You know, it's a funny thing about PR, uh, public relations, and, and we deal with this on a daily basis, multiple times a day, companies pitching stories. And one of the things I often say to them is, you know, numbers, information, data, it makes for a good story. And, and this is a great example of that, mate. Gumtree saying that the uh, listings for secondhand televisions on the Gumtree classified site uh, have, have spiked uh, 16% up in, in just the last month uh, of, for secondhand televisions. TVs now. I've got to be honest. I've never thought about the secondhand TV market at all um, because I think I just assume that TVs die or they get passed kind of down through the house, you know, to the to the second bedroom, the kids' playroom, or the man cave, whatever it might be. But in this day and age, when we've everyone's updated in the last ten years because of digital TV, so what do we do now? And Gumtree is saying that you know there's six thousand secondhand TVs listed on Gumtree, and Amazing, uh, yeah. you know it's a big number. It's a stack of TVs. Absolutely, four hundred of them are smart TVs. Ten percent of them only are um three D. What about this? Ten percent of them are brand new. So there's yeah. there's a stack of TVs out there it's and some stunning market. bargains. It is. It's a buyer's market. If you're in the market for a TV. It's uh, it's a great time to be spending your money, and whether it's you, you, whether you want to buy a secondhand TV, as Gumtree obviously there's a market for it. That's why there are so many listings. Gumtree, biggest online classified site in Australia, so a site like that is attracting a lot of secondhand TV people's uh, people are going to be buying them. But uh, it's also a good time of the year. You got to remember that all the new model TVs are going to be entering the market in the next few weeks. We're talking new curve TVs, 4K, Ultra HD all the latest bells and whistles, latest smart TVs. So I think there's a lot of people who 
want the latest and greatest, and they're looking at this as a way to help them afford that. So there's a lot of people who uh, ha- want to sell the secondhand TV, obviously with the nut figures that Gumtree have supplied. But uh, so there, they want to fund the new purchase by selling their old one. So if you're in the market for a secondhand TV, happy days. Even if I should mention, if you're wanting to buy a new TV, there's a lot of retailers that are marking down 2013 stock at the moment. Hmm. So it's also a good time to buy a brand new TV if you're happy with last year's model, which let's face it, it's still a good TV. So mate, all around, I think the customer's the winner here. Oh, this one's got to be a G up, right? Fair dinkum has to be a G up. It's a 46 inch 1080p full HD 3D LED Samsung smart TV. Yeah, $100 negotiable. The ad reads, hi everyone, my wife kicked me out of their house and it won't fit in my 1993 Ford Festiva, so it has no use to me. TV's How in working, t- 40, 46 inch, TV's okay. in new working dish, condition, I don't yep. have time to sell it and would be happy to go, see it go to a good home. Comes with the box and receipts from Bing Lee. And he's selling for 100 bucks. I mean, it's a G up, Fair. it's got to be a G up, right? Seriously. Mate, that's a solid, solid deal. If you, you've got a spare hungy, 100 bucks, you get a brand new 46-inch full HD LED Samsung smart. How old is it, though? Uh, it doesn't say, actually. Must be three or four years old, then. Oh, well, mate, three, three or four still, years old, 100 dollars to stop that. that any day. Hey, it's, uh, in cave as well. Yeah. Um, maybe, should, I feel like we should ring him right now and get him on the line and just see what he says. I reckon we'll, we'll, we'll negotiate and we'll just build a wall of TVs in our respective man caves. We'll just have um, a, it'd be like a studio control room. I'm inclined to ring him. In fact, I'm going to text him while we're, while we're talking about our next segment because okay. Nick, who, uh, I don't know where he lives, but I'll drive wherever it is, 100 bucks 100 for a 46-inch TV. But the point That's being... Good. There are new TVs coming, and we'll talk about those in the weeks ahead as all the companies launch them. Um, yeah. Never a better time to uh, to look for second-hand ones on, yeah, well, on Gumtree or eBay, wherever it might should, be. We should mention that both Samsung and LG, within 12 hours of each other, are going to be launching their home entertainment range. That's how tight, that's how competitive this, this market is at the moment. So we'll have plenty of news in the next uh, episode of Two Blokes with the new models in the market, and they're going to... Straight out of the gate, they're already head-to-head, LG and Samsung. And, of course, you'll hear from Sony. TCL have already had a bit of a launch here in Australia. Uh, Panasonic, no doubt, will have some other stuff coming through. Toshiba, Sharp, everyone is in the market. So uh, keep an eye out. It's All right. It's to be buying TVs. And you can read more about those stats at uh, techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. Well, here at Tech Guide, we like to help people in their time of need. <laughs> in these school holidays, I think for a lot of parents, that's a time. That's a time of, of very great so, need. So, you know, we th- I thought I'd do them a favour. And, you know, they're, they're almost at the end of the holidays, but they may need something to keep the kiddies occupied. So I put together a list of, of, of fun iPad apps for parents with younger kids. Now, you know, you've got to be, I think they're like primary school age apps, the, these are. Or maybe for for you know, low teens, the, the My Incredible Body, which is a very suggestive title, but we'll explain a bit more about that in a moment. <laughs> but uh, we're talking we're talking apps that are sort of meant to keep the kids entertained for holidays. And I've got Peppa's, Peppa Pig's Holiday, and, you know, they're more aimed at kids. You're, you're, you know, yeah, your, bloody uh, oath. Peppa Pig's Holiday, mate, if I'd have known about that yep. yesterday, I had all three kids on my own. Jeez, I would have just yep. thrown iPads at them all. 
Yeah. But, but what the idea of this is to obviously make it entertaining but also educational at the same mm. time and utilising the best features of the iPad, the touch the touchscreen, the interactivity. And, you know, there's one there called Paper Ocean. You can create your own origami ocean and watch all your creations swimming around. There's a, the petting zoo animal animation, so you're actually touching the animals and like a real petting zoo, watching them react to, to your touch as well. And there's a karaoke one as well, Disney Spotlight Karaoke. Love which, karaoke. You don't mind hearing your kids singing. This is a pretty fun one as well because not only can you access your own music in your playlist, but you can also do things like adding voice effects. Mm. So uh, you can have a lot of fun with this one. My now, mother, bought, too, my mother actually bought a karaoke machine for our kids. Yeah. So we've got a microphone and speaker in the playroom and feeding them Harry, who's two and a half. Smashes out of tune. Can, can yeah. sing. I mean, loves he's it. Not, he's not scared. No. He, I bet he's bashing out a few Farnham tunes anyway. Love, loves the microphone, that boy. Yeah, good luck to him. But the other one, uh, and I'll explain why this is called My Incredible Body. I think mm. it, it, it sounds like a bit of an adult kind of uh, app, but it's not. It's an app for kids to learn about their anatomy, their body. So you can like take a trip in, you know, see your veins and your bones. And this is probably meant for older kids. So it's yeah, just definitely. as much a learning experience as it is like a fun thing and designed for them to sort of discover different parts of their body and how they work, their skeletons and their brain and all that. So it's meant to uh, entertain as well as educate, which is uh, well, kind of what is the goal for a lot of these. That's why these, a lot of these apps are popular with kids and why uh, parents are happy to spend up to six, seven bucks for these apps because uh, they can do just that. They can keep their kids entertained and educated at the same time. And the key for people um, who look down their noses at others who have apps and iPads and things for the kids is you've got to realise that even the most basic things like a flip card, I've got one for the kids, which is... Um, on an iPod Touch or an iPhone, it just shows animals and you click it and it makes the animal sound. And so you pick, click, there's a picture of a cow, you click it, it says cow, and then it goes moo. And, you know, it's in a much better way, obviously, than I just impersonated. But um, that, that, that is educational. Let's not kid ourselves. Kids, yeah. uh, you know, com- combining the, the recognition of the visual, the word, the spelling of the word is on the screen too, and the sound. This yeah. is all coming together. And, you know... It's not a simple, it's not like we're, we're giving away the teaching experience here. It's just another way they absorb these things. And it's fantastic Absolutely. to see kids now, learn you know, stuff. There'll be some narcs out there saying, oh, you know, just your, your, your iPad's doing the babysitting for you. But look, kids need to be entertained. You can't be singing and dancing. and, and Yeah, take, my clown suit's in everything. the wash sometimes, you know. <laughs> now that I'd love to see. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I think yeah, they're, they're on Tech Guide. There's links to all these apps. that They range in price from, I think, 649 is the more expensive one, down to free. Uh, they average about 379 which is, I think, for the quality of app you're getting and the work that went into it, I think that's pretty good value. And, uh, yeah, so if you, can, if you can see the end inside of the holidays, there's still a few days to go. Uh, I thought I would do that little service for our young parents out there with young kids. To, uh, to supply this list of apps on TechGuide. Very good of you, mate. Uh, you can check all those apps out at techguide.com.au. And while we're talking service for our listeners, our good friends at Netgear um, continue to bring out amazing products for, um, for your home. And, and don't forget about storage. Don't forget about data. It's not just about the connectivity that your great Wi-Fi modems and, and routers can create. Smart homes need smart storage. Data's flowing throughout your connected home in the form of videos, music, your finances, vi- um, you know, other videos, uh, and much more. Ensure that that data is protected, organized, and accessible 
um, using products like the ReadyNAS 100 series that delivers protection easily and affordably. Uh, back up important financial and personal data. Keep your photos and videos archived safely and accessible by any device in your home or remotely outside your home. And make sure your music is safe and sound in one place accessible from all those computers. A really nice new interface they've got for all these kind of uh, devices now, as we've talked about with the Genie on the routers. Ready DLNA media streaming means that with these new TVs that are DLNA enabled, you can basically push content from uh, your NAS, your, your storage on the network, to a TV Without touching either device, you can actually use your smartphone. So you've got Time Machine backup, you've got Media Server, you've got growing data expansion, antivirus, and all the different things you need, including remote access to all your files uh, using a password-protected uh, access from the outside. So it's all there in the Ready ReadyNAS series uh, from Netgear. You can check all those products out at netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, Stephen, you know, I love my car racing games. You love your Call of Duty. No, and you don't, do you? There's just one or two. I mean, I don't mind a go. Knew that about you. And, and if there was, so, so the only relation I can bring to the, to the story that I have for you now is if there was the ability to become a full-time uh, soldier through your achievements within Call of Duty, as yeah. in a recognized soldier of, of warfare that yeah. was, you know, the best in the business, wouldn't you want to do it? The GT Academy, uh, sponsored by Nissan, is a thing that several years ago launched, and a, and a guy called Lucas Ordonez, um, who I met a, a few months ago in Sydney, he now races professionally in the Japanese um, sports car series for Nissan. And he got that drive because he raced on a PlayStation. Sitting at home on his PlayStation, doing fast laps, won a challenge, went up through the leaderboards, got selected, and went through the process, and is now a full-time racing driver. Whoever said that playing video games wouldn't lead to exactly. this? Exactly. Hello. Now, it's it was never available in Australia until today. Uh, yesterday, in fact, it launched on the PS3. So if you've got Gran, Gran Turismo 6 and a PlayStation 3, you can now turn it on, log it on, put the game in, and it'll update, as all bloody games do. And then under special events, you'll see Nissan GT Academy 2014. You click on that. And you are entered into the first challenge. Now, the funny thing about this is the first challenge is around the Brands Hatch Race Circuit in England. Beautiful old um, circuit. Very easy circuit to drive. But you're driving a Nissan Leaf, which is an electric hatchback. It's Fettingham goes 140 k's an hour at best, mate. It's, um, it's shocking. But it's, the reason is you've got to set a fast time, but you've got to do it without rapid deceleration you've got to you've got to really drive a good line and mate the 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 target time was something like 105 i was doing a 108 thinking jesus is hard then i looked at the global leaderboard the best australian is at 103 smashing great time and here's what happens next in in a month when the qualification round ends the best australians will then progress to the next round and then the next round and then at some point someone will be chosen to go to silverstone in the uk to have media tests, um, you know, see if they're a good speaker. Because it's not, not just about driving, being a race driver. Fitness tests, and then they'll be put behind the wheel of a real racing car to do laps and compete against other drivers from the PlayStation world, around the world. And one of them will be chosen to be the next GT Academy driver. So what? So what? Is this why you've been skipping work and lack of sleep lately? Or Bloody oath, mate. I am pumping it out in the Nissan Leaf and struggling. But it's one of those things where you realise you think you had talent and you don't because I don't. 
at all. It's very disappointing. Not, not for lack of trying, though, Trev. Like oh, you, I, like, I, I have tried. Like, very, very hard. And have but, you been using? You've been using the proper gear, the steering wheel, and all that. The, well, the, you know, it only launched yesterday. Up. I'm thinking after we record tonight, I'm pulling out the Logitech G27. I'm hooking it up well, to the might, PlayStation. That might improve your performance. I don't think so. Not by three seconds a lap. No. Well. It's disappointing. Stranger things have happened. But if you love your racing or your kids love their racing, you know what? Even if it's just to see how well you can do up against um, the rest of the the PlayStation community, check it out now on Gran Turismo 6, the GT Academy 2014. You can't miss the link uh, on the special events page, and you can read about that at eftm.com.au. Did you know that it is, or well, yesterday in Australia, but today around the rest of the world, it is Earth Day? Earth Day, Earth Hour, I can't Earth give up. Day. Yeah, no, it was Earth Day today, and uh, Apple were one of the companies who really put their best foot forward in terms of showing the world how environmentally responsible they are. Now, to mark Earth Day, they uh, they did choose several landmark stores, including Sydney here, uh, the George Street, Street uh, store in Sydney, and the Bondi store. And they actually turned, you know, the little leaf at the top of the Apple logo. Oh, yeah, yep. And made that green oh. for Earth Day. Lovely. I can see the what photo was... at techguide.com.au exactly right, right now. Yes, and the Bondi store. Mm. But what was even more impressive was was they put out a uh, – they sort of refreshed their whole page on the environment, their environmental responsibility. There was even a video that they created. It's called Better. And – you know, this is a fancy video showing the company's environmental responsibility, you know, how all their data centers mm. are 100% powered by renewable energy. But the great thing about it, the video is narrated by Tim Cook. I think this is the first time he's wow. ever narrated video for Apple. So it was, it was an interesting insight into – I was surprised personally that they are this far ahead of the environmental responsibility. Like we're talking – the, all the data centers, you know, all, all those big banks, those buildings that house all the servers. Here he is. And, and Here's Tim. It's a powerful word and a powerful ideal. It makes us look at the world and want more than anything to change it for the better. Yeah, so it's, it's him pumping out the narration there. Yeah, and it's a great, it's a, it's a great video to watch because. It does give you a look inside of Apple's environmental plans, and and it really blew me away the fact that all their data centers are one hundred percent powered by renewable energy. And by data centers, I mean these are the places that power things like Siri, iMessage, Maps, the iTunes Store, the App Store. So none of those services, and how many times are they called upon around the world by the millions, hundreds of millions of devices that every time an app's downloaded, song, an iBook, messages sent, Siri requests, map requests, that is all powered by nature. So no, it's all renewable energy powering that. They're even saying that 94% of their global corporate facilities are also powered by renewable energy. Even 21 of their Australian Apple stores are also 100% renewable energy. That's amazing. Mm, it is. And, and I think that there's a lot to be said about Apple's behemoth size and their ability to create a message like that corporate-wise, you know? Absolutely. Um, it's funny because I would argue, as, as off the top of the head this is, that I'd argue that that has more clout than governments, yeah? So a, a, a government doing things in this space, climate change, whatever you want to call it, compared to a company like Apple saying, no, no, 
boom, we are we are working towards this. And you look at their new campus they're building, that is going to be 100% renewable as well. All those things yeah. make people think and make businesses think, and that's what we need. So, um, you know. I think they're leading the way. I do like their, their full-page ads that they took out in the press um, that, that uh, announcing the fact that they are showing this environmental responsibility. And it was a little cheeky dig at Samsung. Because the headline on the ad read, there are some ideas we want every company to copy. <laughs> so I thought it was like a little, a backhanded little dig at, at Samsung, yeah. but uh, a way of promoting the fact that they're kind of the leaders in this environmental responsibility and want other companies to follow suit. I think uh, it has really put the ball in other companies' courts now. A company the size of Samsung, which is massive, I'd like I'd like to know how much of their company's powered by renewable energy now as well. Like, yeah, so, absolutely. You know, I think it's and and as you touched on earlier, I think they've kind of made the whole environmental thing cool. Yep. It's become being a, a, a like a green or or someone who's environmentally sensitive or you know sensitive to climate change stuff like whether you're a skeptic or not. It's become that that has become a political argument. Hmm. You know, it depends on what side of politics you're on. Sometimes the, the what you think about in that area. Here's Apple. Company that's got no political affiliation. They got a lot of they got a lot of customers and and this iconic brand and name. And they're leading the way doing this. I think they're kind of making this environmental thing cool. Yeah. And so good, good on. on them for doing that. And if you want to see those ads and that video that we started playing there on uh, from Apple uh, called Better, check it out at TechGuide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, a quick one um, that uh, came up on A Current Affair this week. Um, I worked with them on a story a week or so ago that they had around a privacy breach. And, you know, we talked about Heartbleed last week and all these things. Yep. And it's funny, when, when, uh, when I talk to A Current Affair and they say, we've got this story, it's like, yeah, okay, it might be bigger than you think it is or whatever or smaller or, they, you know, it sounds bigger than it is. Yep. Uh, the idea was that uh, a travel company um, had an online ticketing system that you could basically view anyone's ticket simply by typing in a number. And I said, no, silly, don't be, you've got, you know, you got a virgin, you've got to put in a ticket number and your last name. So you need those two things to work to match before they'll show you the ticket. So they sent me this link and I'm on the Greyhound bus website typing in these numbers, just changing the number in the URL, the, the web address, and just randomly looking at random people's tickets and all the tickets appear in chronological order. And I can see your name, I can see where you're travelling from, to your whole itinerary, how much you paid. And, you know, while at the face of it's that, that's not a lot of information, but if I know how long you're out of your home for and I'm a burglar, hello, yeah, good open door there. This um, is a- it's it's a huge huge security breach and the the, the story didn't air on uh, on a current affair until last night because they needed they needed Greyhound to shut it down before they they exposed it and so it took some time Greyhound shut it down and they put out a, a bit of a fluff statement to say oh you know there were, there was a potential breach and we've we've closed it now and they take privacy seriously but I mean in the end it's a, it's a huge hole and just shows how you can't take web design because that's what this is they've gone oh we need e tickets we need printable PDFs. You've got to do it with security and privacy in mind. Absolutely right. Now, this is this is uh, 20th century stuff. We are in the 21st century now, after all, and mm. I think uh, this is something you would have expected in the 90s, not in the 2014 of all times. And company like Greyhound, this is uh, I think this put a black mark against the company. Like uh, I did quite like in the story the fact that you were confronting people. The reporters were confronting. Yeah people whose tickets they found and were saying, did you realize we could just find this out on the website? They were shocked. And mate, one lady, she was like, hang on, I, I don't want you to put my, my details on, on the TV because 
people in my family don't know I'm away and I don't want them to know I'm away. So, you <laughs> know, who knows why you might be traveling um, or who you're traveling with. And these are these are private information. So a huge drama, a huge security breach. And, geez, I hope Greyhound actually come out and say something other than just, you know, I'm well, sorry. And we, we, yeah, well, obviously they're trying to spin it down. They're trying to play it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and I think we should point out that the, the, to, to get to the people's information was simply changing a number in the yep. URL. Simple as that. So oh, you, couldn't, you couldn't say, right, I want to see what date Stephen Fennec's travelling. You couldn't just look me up. No, I it couldn't look you random, up. It was a random number selection, but you, you, you could select different numbers and sort of hit a certain date so you know when people are traveling. But if I had ill intent uh, and let's say um, I, there was someone in my family who I thought was uh, lying to us saying that they couldn't be home on a certain date, we could, you know, I could find that date very easily by picking random numbers and then narrow it down and just progress chronologically yeah. through the tickets and yeah. I'd find them eventually or I'd see that they, they didn't have a ticket booked that day. So big, scary stupid, stuff. stupid, scary stuff from Greyhound and hopefully, uh, you know, that's not, I hope that's the only side doing it because that's the problem is it's it's such an, a rookie mistake that someone else might have made it too. So we'll have to wait and see if anyone else gets exposed for the same thing. But uh, you can check out the, the details of that at eftm.com.au and I'll link to the Current Affair video there as well. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Mate, you'd be a power suit wearer. Do you wear a suit into SBS? Eh, I don't. I don't just wear a jacket. Cash, I'm, I'm just. just a, I'm, a, I'm a. I'm a trousers and and, and trousers dress, dress shirt. shirt guy. Yeah. Long sleeve shirt. Long sleeve. Yeah, mate. You're not a short sleeve shirt wearer. No right? way, mate. That's never. You got to get a long sleeve. No. That's fair enough. Well, I, I thought uh, this might be of interest to you and our our power suit wearers. There's a, a tailor named M J Bale who's come up with uh, sort of a new twist on the wearable technology. He's he's actually sewn in a contactless payment chip in the sleeve of his latest suit. So uh, rather than having to get your wallet out, your mobile out, any cash out, you can simply wave your sleeve over a payment terminal. And this uses the Visa PayWave technology linked to, I think, Heritage Bank's the first bank to link through this system. But you can make a payment through your suit. Unbelievable. Yeah, so, uh, and, and it is apparently safe to dry clean it and everything as well. But I think you'd have to be careful, wouldn't you? Imagine this terminal being close to, you know, the bar or something like that, and you just sort of wave your arm, you've paid for the yeah, whole bunch of drinks. just randomly paying for drinks. You've got to be careful, don't you? you got to and, and also, he's, he's done it so that um, uh, that, that it's, it's not just any bank. You've got to actually use their, like, a, a, a heritage bank. Yeah, heritage, uh, yeah. So you've got, to, you've got to set up an account and everything. And, and let's not kid ourselves. It's a prototype. It's a, it's a PR stunt. But you know what? If they've got enough interest, they, they could easily make it because they're tailored suits. Well, so well, they've, 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 proved that, they've proved it's possible. So, you know, I think that their their line, which I quite liked, and I included in the story, I thought it was a nice, nice line. They said that the, the most powerful men don't carry a wallet, and now the suit allows you to join their ranks because they're thinking, well, having a wallet kind of ruins the line of your suit. Mm. So included inside the contactless payment little chip. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about ways that this can happen now. I think last week we spoke about Westpac using your fingerprint to approve to get into your accounts and things like that. So... You know the 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 cashless society is uh, coming ever closer. I think, Trevor, especially now with a suit like this out there, uh, we I might think, be waving um, sleeves around instead of pulling out our wallets. I think this will be very popular with investment wankers. I mean, bankers. Um, <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> you can have a look at the video of the power suit at uh, techguide.com.au. Now, eBay has a new specific area on their site uh, called Bub's Corner. Now, this is not a bad idea, mate, because you bring together 
See, I've said this before. I think eBay is a shockingly ugly site, and I think they need to do something about the usability. But tell them what you really think. No, I do. I think it's. I think it's. It hasn't changed in fifteen years. I mean, people. You know, refresh the their design. Logo. The logo's different. Oh, good on them. Any chance of making the site? I mean, there's. I know there's a bazillion things there, has, there but there's there got to be a better way to organise the site. I'm on eBay a lot, mate. I'm looking at uh, all the different comics that I buy on eBay. We've discussed this, though. The, 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 the apps are actually easier to use than the website. The oh, site's still... changed, too. Now, the site has been tweaked. Not a lot, but it has had gone through a little evolution there. Anyway, Bub's Corner. Yeah. Is a members area where you know you sign up and then there's rewards, discounts, special offers. Um, plus, there's a bonus: fifteen bucks if you sign up on on, and you can spend it on nappies and formula. And my problem with this is that's excellent if you are so smart and organised, despite the fact that you have a new baby, to pre-plan. But I can tell you, mate, I made <laughs> at least two hundred and seventy-five random nighttime trips to the local Woolworths to buy. <laughs> A bucket of wipes or a packet of nappies or whatever the heck it was yep. in formula because I, I I want to do the calculations one day about how much formula, how many nappies, and how yep. many wipes have gone through this house. But let me tell you, I'm sick of them, and I won't be signing up to Bub's Corner because there's no more Bub's. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, I think, though, that their motivation behind this, uh, it's all backed by stats. Mm. Now, let me take you through them really quickly. Research eBay's research says 70% of new parents – that woke up, they were up during the night attending to the newborn, the baby. Mm. A lot of them would be spending that time once trying to get the baby off to sleep. In the other hand, they'd have their computer out, out their mouse, and they'd be online shopping. Yeah. Oh. So, mate, the know, number of nights I spent sitting on the lounge with Harry in my arms, the apps these days, beautiful way to browse the internet on, the, on your mobile phone or the iPad. The iPad is a fantastic addition for, for parents let alone mothers breastfeeding. In fact, I digress. I saw a bloody amazing example of Google Glass for mums breastfeeding yeah. because they're wearing it. They don't. They, no hands. They can browse the internet. Yeah. Oh. Does that Technology be, is actually be helping. eBay, eBay version for the for Google Glass. It's but, all uh, happening. What 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 surprised me though was this stat was that more than one there is there are one point one million mothers in Australia, and seventy eight percent of them are already on eBay. Hmm. So they thought, well, hello, we're going to have to create something for the mums and bubs now, and, and dads, of course. So time-poor parents, I think they're trying to appeal to here, so that, okay, I've got to remember to order some nappies mm. while I'm up feeding my child. Yep. So maybe that's they're trying to make it easier for young parents to plan ahead and have these these nappies ordered and delivered. And so when rather than having to do the mad dash to Woolworths like you did, they've got nappies there ready to go. Good luck to future parents. Uh, may the force be with you, my <laughs> Lord. What a pain. Um, they're beautiful kids and everything, but geez, it's of a pain. It's very hard. I'm, I'm still emotionally scarred and will be for life. Uh, if you want to read about Bub's Corner, check out techguide.com.au. Now, to wrap it all up, a couple of very cool products, including a camera and a yep. sound system. Kick it off with the camera. Yes, we have the Lumix DMC GH4 Micro Four Thirds DSLM camera. Now, this has just been announced by Panasonic. The standout feature, though, for this product is the fact it can shoot 4K. So this is an ultra-high definition resolution. That's 3840 by 2160. Uh, so this this is not a DSLR camera. It's a micro four-thirds. So it's not quite as big as a DSLR, DSLR but 
uh, has the interchangeable lenses and is a really gr growing part of the camera market. So the Lumix GH4, and of course, takes pictures and and is is an excellent camera, uh, but can can and can produce some seriously good images as well. Still images apart from the video. Starting price though is one triple nine for the body only, and you can go two triple nine with a with a kit, and that comes with a twelve to thirty five mil lens. But uh, there are other there are other kits as well for pro video shooters, so they can they can take, have the have the more lenses, more equipment attached to this device. But you can spend upwards to of about three thousand three triple nine if you want to go the whole hog. But the GH four uh, can shoot. 4K video, so expect to see yeah. that stores comes out in May. All right, check it out at uh, techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Bose. Yes, that's all you need to say, and you know all all straight away that you know you're going to get a product that sounds pretty good. The Sound Touch Thirty. Now these were released or announced late last year, and this is kind of Bose's answer to Sonos. So these are these wireless speaker systems. I, I reviewed the SoundTouch 30, which is the top of the line. That's sort of it's a decent size unit, 43.5 centimetres wide, 24 centimetres deep. So it's, it's a decent size. It's got a couple of big drivers. It's got a subwoofer built in as well. So when people are looking at this, comparing it to the Sonos, the similar size Sonos might be a couple of hundred bucks cheaper, but you do need to spring for a $1,000 subwoofer if you want to get the whole experience. This packs a sub into the sound touch 30 and of course it's all powered by an app that you can use on your computer on your tablet on your smartphone but what i like about it is the simplicity there are presets on top of this device as well as on the app itself so you can program say preset one to be an internet radio station preset two to be a favorite album three four and so on so all your favorite music is literally one touch away you could walk up to the, the sound touch 30 and hit number one knowing that it's your pandora account and it will start playing Pandora, literally one touch to start it. Comes with its own remote, but you can also use the app. Sound-wise, it does. It goes without saying. The Bose sound quality is excellent. the The bass is fantastic for for a device of its size. So it's got really good mid, high, and mid range audio as well. This is could be used as a main audio system. Even if you've got a large area, this could power the whole thing. So uh, I, I really like this product. It's eight hundred and forty nine bucks, but you know what? You pay. For what you get, and you get a good, good sounding product here that is very handy and made listening to your favourite music even easier. You get that each and every time with Bose, and you can check out that product at TechGuide.com.au. Stephen, before we go, breaking news: Nick, who was kicked out of his house by his wife, <laughs> the hundred dollar TV yeah. has not replied to my text. Uh, Therefore, I think he's a scam. I think he might have sold it already. Yeah, I, well, he says here, I will remove this ad as soon as it's taken. So as long as uh, you can see it, right. call or text me anytime, 24-7. You can pick it up from my house. Okay. Well, it's it's uh, 10 o'clock at night, my friend, and you haven't replied. So come yeah. on, I want my $100 TV. Anyway, uh, you're listening to Two Bikes Talking Tech, episode 156. You can read about all the stories you've heard here on our websites, techguide.com.au, and um, a few of them anyway, at eftm.com.au. You can follow Stephen on Twitter, at Stephen Fennick with a PH, and I'm at Trevor Long. Stephen, uh, I think you need to take at least a day off, my friend. You've worked your ass off at the Sydney Royal Easter Show. Well I done. Will. 
Thank you very much. Yep. Thank you to all our listeners who came in and said g'day. And uh, yeah, you're right, Trev. I am going to take it easy the next few days. It is going to be the Anzac Day long weekend. So I'll be watching, I think Friday, I'm going to kick back and watch three games of league in a row. There's a four o'clock, six o'clock and culminating with the Rabbitohs eight o'clock game against the Broncos. So I think I deserve to kick back and watch that. Bloody oath, mate. Well done. Congratulations on the Tech Arena at the Royal Easter Show. Back again next year. And you've been listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. We'll be back next week. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long.